and we go to this park and find out that there's a lot of stuff going on over there. And this lady comes over and says, oh, hello, you know, uh, what are you guys doing here? And we say, oh, you know, we were going to just hang out at the park. We had an event here. And she's like, you have an event here? They were throwing a big parade event extravaganza deal at the park there. And they were like, so this is full. Like, we've reserved the park. You guys can't be here. And it was in that important moment I realized, huh, people reserve parks, (laughs) you know. Welcome to another episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Green Roof Team. My name is Nelson Fernandez, your host, and today we're joined by Warrenberg Team Managers, Tanner Clark. How are you doing today, Tanner? I'm doing stellar. Fantastic. Okay. So for everyone out there listening, we're going to be talking about a topic from a novel by Kevin Johnson called The Entrepreneur's Mind. The topic today is Think Big. So Tanner, I'm going to kick off this quote, and it was said by Mark Twain, and it's along the lines of, to succeed in life, you need two things, ignorance and confidence. And I'd like to know your take on this quote. Well, personally, I would say that ignorance and confidence has gotten me very far in life. Um, so I, I must say that I agree. Um, I have gotten into a lot of projects by holding the mentality of just saying yes, right? So a lot of people will... I guess, you know, you get caught in analysis paralysis or you have all these hesitations, these what ifs of like, what if I don't have time or what about this? What about that? What if I don't want to do it? You know, what if it's hard? Things like that. Um, And I think I realized somewhere along the line back in high school that nine times out of 10, Um, all all that stuff doesn't amount to anything, you know? So especially by the time I had gotten out of high school, my mentality was just like, just say yes, just see where your opportunities go, you know? So is that being ignorant to failure? Yeah. It's not really paying attention to it much. It's good to mitigate those things, but it certainly is being confident, um, confident in my abilities to, you know, put forth my best work to mean what I say and just to put my all into the things that I do. So that, that confident mentality really carries you through for sure. Okay. So you mentioned the word failure in your own words. How do you define the word failure really succinctly i would say that failure is falling and not getting back up um so there are always setbacks in life and within any project you've got you know but nelson i, I know something that you say and something that really speaks to me is that you say, as long as we learned 
from something, it wasn't truly a failure, right? Because that equips us to get up, dust ourselves off, and try again better this time. Because we learned, we can apply what we've learned and improve based upon that, you know? So it's when we fail to learn, that's when we truly fail. Otherwise, there's there's no use crying over spilt milk, right? Um, mistakes that are made, you know, they've, they've already been made. They're done. Um, they're sunk costs. But you can't let sunk costs affect your future behavior, right? So you always need to have that open mindset with it. Yeah, definitely. And the best experiences can come from learning from a failure. Like think about um, crying over spilled milk if it actually happened. Yeah, you can cry and, hey, you lost your milk. But what if that's how the first culture was invented or some kind of way of stopping cups from tipping over? Yep. I've got a I've got a story about failure, actually, a real quick one. Um, so back while I was at community college um, at Lakeland over in Mattoon, Illinois, go Lakers. Um, I was part of a group where really I was starting a group. And it was an idea I had with some other students and some outside help that we had received. So we were starting this group and we were trying to, you know, recruit people, gain interest. So one of the things that we did at the start of the year is that we decided to put together a social. So we put together this social event, you know, we got Gatorade, snacks, cornhole, all this good stuff. We were going to go out to a park in Mattoon and just have a good fun evening, socializing, getting to know people, starting to build our connections to, to form a team really. So, you know, I send out all this information. I get the supplies together. Like I mentioned, the day comes drive things over there. And we go to this park and find out that there's a lot of stuff going on over there. And this lady comes over and says, oh, hello, you know, uh, what are you guys doing here? And we say, oh, you know, we were going to just um, hang out at the park. We had an event here. And she's like, you have an event here? We have like, I forget what it was, probably Habitat for Humanity or the Humane Society, something like that. They were throwing a big parade event extravaganza deal at the park there. And they were like, so th this is full. Like we've reserved the park. You guys can't be here. And it was in that important moment. I realized, huh, people reserve parks, <laughs> you know, um, cause I'm from a really small town and you know, I just, I had no clue that people reserved public spaces like that. I thought you just showed up, you know? So had to call text all these people that, that we invited and said, uh, Hey, we're not going here. We're going to this other place in Mattoon. So, you know, had to scramble there. Um, thankfully I had, you know, a good team that helped me put that together. So everybody else went over to the other park to set up. I stayed there to catch people who were driving there, you know, as I was sending out these messages to send them over there. And thankfully it ended up working. Okay. 
but that was a big yeah that <laughs> that was a big fail on my part could have saved a lot of trouble for myself and my team if i would have had the foresight to plan that and to ask more questions you know but live and learn i learned from it so not a total failure yeah definitely it's a great learning experience and makes me think about on the matrix of how knowledgeable you're about something against how conscious. And now you know that hey, maybe asking more questions and try and kind of like fishbone diagram and just dive deeper and try and see if there's any obstacles that you might face. For sure. For sure. That's, that's something I, I do come back to time and again, um, you know, even currently with, with my job, uh, my day job that is, and this job, um, just finding out a bunch of things that. I just don't know. And, you know, I look back on things very, very frequently and said, oh, man, you know, I wish I would have done this differently. So I definitely don't count that as a failure. I count that as a huge success, because if I can learn from that and apply that, you know, it's an indication that I actually am learning. If I was like succeeding at everything that I did, you know, I wouldn't be pushing myself. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be growing. Right. You, you have to require some of those, those stresses and some of those little upsets in order to develop, you know, whether it's in your career, whether it's in a business or whether it's in life. Okay. So <clears throat> coming off this idea of learning from mistakes and their ergo, not calling it failure. Do you feel that, if you don't, if you don't learn the lesson immediately, it is a failure. Or if you learn the, or it can be considered a failure, but you learn the lesson down the road. Do you feel the time in between learning the lesson and the event happening determines if it's a failure? It kind of seems a little philosophical for me, but I, I think it kind of. Um depends i think it's important to always have a mindset of learning you know try and learn something new every day whether it's little or small because if you maintain that if you maintain that you know learning muscle up in your brain somewhere i think that you're going to keep yourself primed to improving upon previous mistakes. So you just, you get in the habit, you build that habit. Now, sometimes, sometimes you get in over your head a lot and you don't even know like what mistakes you made. You don't know what went wrong. You just knew that it went wrong. Right. So I think it's super important at those times to Give yourself time to reflect and digest and, and sit with those failures. That's really uncomfortable for, for a lot of people. Um, I think it has something to do with our culture, really, of trying to avoid failure and always trying to seem like you're successful. You know, like uh, look at social media, look at Instagram. People don't post like pictures of like burnt bread or like, failed baking recipes right they post pictures of like these perfect things right um so we put up these this veneer 
like of perfection when that's really not accurate of, of someone's life. And it doesn't teach people how to sit with that failure and really learn from it, really meditate on it and digest it. So setting forth that time is, is crucial, but overall, a, a, a large thing that I like to bear in mind as well is that failing is not an indication of like who you are as a person, right? So just because you fail does not mean that you are a failure. So if, if say something doesn't go as planned and you don't learn from it until years down the line, that's still a win, you know? So like maybe you'll look back and, and see years and years upon years of like decisions that could have been made differently or, or different actions. But I guess in short, life is just too brief to be caught up in the regret of all that. So, you know, things come and go and we aren't perfect and that's okay. That's what makes life interesting. And, you know, Tanner, that actually brings up something that I've been thinking about recently. So every day I have a question of the day. Another, and it goes along with the passage I um, read as well. I'll be honest, I don't, I do not remember the passage. But the question of the day a few days ago was, if you had the chance to change something in your past, what would it be? And there's, of course, two different ways on answering questions. I'm not going to share two ways until you do so tanner if you had the chance to change something you don't have to name something specific but would you be willing to change something in your past to help change for the future oh okay okay so would i be willing to change something in the past like i guess anything and doesn't need to be the specific thing hmm I'm very torn on that, honestly, um, because you always want to go like, you know, we want to be perfect. You always want to look back at life and say, oh, I should have done this, 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 because we assume that that is going to lead to like this ideal, right? That that we want, you know, we want to be successful. We want to have it all. We want to be rich, you know, and, and all that good stuff, but we really don't know how the world works, right? We don't have all that figured out. So every action has intended consequences and unintended consequences. There's always side effects. So if you're going to change something what other things are going to change with that, you know, especially regarding, especially regarding failures. Um, failure invites reflection and that invites growth, right? So if we choose to not fail, we don't, we don't invite growth into our lives, right? So, 
so yeah i mean there there's still the part of me the maybe the simpler part of me that wants to go back and change things but there's also the part of me that is very thankful for the process really of failing getting back up and and trying again and i'm really thankful to be able to live my life in that way where i'm not focused solely on the goal i'm focused on the journey as well so yeah i couldn't agree more that's the same perspective i took um like thinking back to an example in the past year uh, myself and a few others we tried work really hard and for over a year um through the feasibility of getting a solar system installed on siu's campus but when the time came where hard deadline to make a decision came into play the one factor we didn't have was the finance and the funding to do so. So then we mm-hmm. actually decide, okay, what's the next move now? Are we going to kill this project or are we going to pivot and push harder to find a solution? And we came to the decision of killing off the project um, from the grants that have been written, none have come through and the goal just feels quite out of reach. And I'll be honest, I was laying on the mattress for about two straight days, not wanted to anything else because it just felt like an anchor fell and I couldn't lift it up. But instead what happened was taking a step back, reflecting and thinking, okay, we might not have what we want, but we do have things in front of us we can use. And then that's how the birth of using solar modules for the wind turbine came into play. We had the Mm funds to get solar and rackings and ballast and we used that to help improve a different project. So essentially taking a pivot. So it's a great failure. Um, actually, I wouldn't consider it a failure, just a lesson on how to pivot a project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's just um, moments like that are when you find out what people are made of, right? Um, I hate being in those positions, you know, because they're stressful and they make you feel like crud. But when you're with that, with a team um, that you're helping to guide through that and they're helping to guide and support you, that's, that's when you find the true character of people. That's, that's when you find out what people are made of. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing Tanner. So think about big picture once again, if you come across a failure and need to either pivot or come to a decision, is there usually a set of questions you'll ask yourself or a methodology I'm reflecting to find a clearer path moving forward? I mean, there is failure mode effects analysis. I don't, I don't say that I would really do that, especially not in a, in a formal sense most times, but, um, yeah, when there's a risk of failure, I guess you always need to ask broadly, what are the consequences of failing, right? You know, um, and being honest with you and being honest with your, with yourself, I think people are very risk averse and they're afraid to fail, but like, if the stakes aren't big, what's the harm, you know? So hopefully you get to learn something out of it, like, like we've been talking about. So my, my general 
heuristic, you might say, like my rule of thumb is just to think, what happens if I do fail? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, and usually I think to myself, I can live with that. I can accept that risk. And then I go and try and I'll see what happens. Awesome sauce. Okay. So going back to the quote we began off talking about ignorance and confidence, there is a conclusion that a lot of people make about how ignorance in one area can lead to success in another. And I feel like that's something that we've been conversing about. So Tanner, if you had a big idea, an amazing idea that can change the world, but you lack the technical skills, what do you think you would do in that situation? I could see two choices. Um, one is I either need to learn the skills myself or I need to recruit the help of somebody who does have the technical knowledge. Right. So I think both of those require a strong sense of motivation, a strong vision really. And I think that having a big idea that you're excited about and that you want to share with other people, I think that's one of the greatest ways to share a vision with yourself and with others, because you're going to motivate yourself. If you believe in your idea and then also you can inspire others and, and find a common vision with them. So I would say, you know, I, I love to learn. So I would probably lean towards learning for myself, learning the technical knowledge, but you also need to be realistic with yourself and realize when something's out of your scope and when do you need to recruit and you utilize other people. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more in delegation and the art of delegation. One of the most useful skills anyone out there should be able to learn and want to learn just helps ideas grow at paces that honestly are not imaginable at some points. Um, yeah. Um, before we come towards the end of this episode, I did have another, not too sure if it's a quote, but a statement, and I like your take on it. And it goes along the lines of <clears throat> wealthy individuals have indeed broken the mode and challenged the assumption that you have to be highly familiar with the industry in which you plan to compete in. So do you have any thoughts on this statement? Yeah, um, I would say mainly from that, you know, we were just talking about your technical know-how. Um, I would say never feel intimidated to swing out of your league, you know. Um, once again, uh, you go back to that f um, fear of inferiority that fear of failure and it's very easy to tell yourself, you know, I'm not good enough or I don't know enough. Um, but in many ways that can be an asset sometimes because you have a fresh set of eyes and you hopefully have the mindset of somebody who wants to learn and wants to innovate within a space or within an industry. So, I would I would encourage anyone who is having 
trepidations, who's having doubts to say, okay, I'm not experienced in a conventional sense, but how can I use that as an asset? How can I use that to my advantage? Whether that's to make money, have the best business in the world, or just make an impact in your communities and in the way that you best see fit. Um, I was very fortunate to have good mentors in, in my community that helped me learn how to serve. Um, and not everyone is fortunate to, to have that around them. But if you persevere, you can forge your own path. You can find your own ideas. So I would encourage everyone to just have a fresh set of eyes when you look around you. Awesome sauce. Couldn't have asked for a better ending to today's episode, Tanner. Um, thank you again for coming onto the show today. My pleasure. Cool. And for anyone out here listening to us, if you want to learn more about the Green Roof team, please come visit us at our website, spot on social media. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate it, review it, watch another episode. And remember, folks, stay sustainable. Thank you.